Just Bob here. Welcome to another exciting episode of Just a Podcast. Well, <laughs> perhaps not exciting, but it's another episode in any case. I do sincerely appreciate you joining me today. Now, I had, uh, well, a plan, I guess I should say, a plan or an agenda in mind for this episode. I was planning on talking about my trip to Indianapolis at the beginning of June, and I was going to tell you all about that, but I'm not ready to do so for a variety of reasons. I have uh, a few things to straighten out, so that is uh, probably going to happen next month that I'll do that, and so I was thinking, well, what should I talk about today? Because, uh, you know, this needed to be done, need to be done, needs to be turned in, all that stuff. So I had an idea. I thought, you know what would be fun and and something I've been I've been thinking about for a while about taking uh, an article I wrote a couple years ago for Thought Catalog entitled Read This If You're Thinking of Going Back to Your Ex, which was a sort of like a comedic thing that I I I thought was pretty funny and um I've been wanting to do an audiobook version of it for a while. I came up with the idea a few months ago and just wasn't sure of what to do with it. You know, I record this thing, but then what, you know? And then I thought, well, I could share it with you. And so that is going to be the focus of today's podcast. So here we go. A few women I dated over the years decided that going back to an ex was better than going on with me. Aside from my bruised pride, there's a certain sense to this. After all, people are comforted by the familiar. This is why I will even now purchase a can of SpaghettiOs and Franks and eat them in ecstatic silence in a darkened room where I can fully embrace my shame. In any case, Going back to an ex means that you can have the intimacy and everything else with someone you don't have to waste time getting to know. For people on the go, this might appear to be an attractive option, but there are a few things you should consider before attempting this. One, the other person must have some interest in reconciling with you. Now, this might seem like a no-brainer, but you'd be surprised how many people exhibit little or no apparent brain activity, but... If you're interested and they're interested, check this one off and move on to number two. Why did you break up in the first place? Now, I understand there is a great temptation to dismiss this notion, but don't. You might think we're past all that. We're more mature now and better able to work problems out. That's cute, but wrong. If you broke up because you're vegan and your ex is a carnivore, chances are this is still the case. You'll fight about it again, probably regarding what restaurant to go to. How long has it been since you broke up? And you might be thinking that this question is not relevant because love. Come on, get real. People change. They evolve. Well, most people do. You might still be eating cereal in a recliner wearing nothing but moldy t-shirt and boxer shorts, but you're different. You're special and unique, and don't listen to anyone who says otherwise. The rest of the world has moved on the last seven years. They've got a better job now. They're making more money. They have insurance and savings and a stock portfolio, and they even smell good. 
What I'm saying is, if they're successful and you're a loser, it probably won't work. If you're successful and they're a loser, the odds are on your side. If you were a loser before and so were they, you might have a shot. If you were a loser before and they were still successful, give up right now. You're wasting both our times. Number four, if you're still reading, presumably you've cleared all of the above hurdles. Good for you. That storybook reconciliation is dead ahead. Or is it? Now, is it the person you miss or just the idea of them? Here's a good way to differentiate between the two. Picture your would-be sweetheart. Picture a nice plush blanket. If they're interchangeable, then you want the idea of them. So buy yourself a blanket and enjoy. If not, if the mention of their name gives you butterflies, see a doctor because that's just weird. But if the idea of talking with them, touching them, looking in their eyes, and just generally being in the same place as they are turns you on, then good news. It's the person that you want. Now comes the hard part. You want them? They want you? Check. The reasons behind your breakup have been resolved to the satisfaction of both parties? Check. It hasn't been so long since the breakup that you've become strangers to one another? Check. You're into the person and not simply what they represent? Check. So what comes next? Ask yourself one question. If all the signs point to yes, as my magic eight ball used to say, then why hasn't it happened yet? I told you this was the hard part. Does the problem lie with you? Are you a procrastinator, always putting things off until a tomorrow that never comes? Do you need to be motivated? Well, you shouldn't. If you love this person, then you would not be sitting here listening to this right now. You'd be running to them right now. If you're no longer with us, then I can only assume you're doing that. Of course, if you're no longer listening, then why am I still going on and on? So that's the article itself, and now a little bit of background. Uh, that was published in 2018, and it was written in a feverish f scribble <laughs> in about an hour or so. I, I just, I had an idea. Now, the idea was several years old at that point. The, the thing that sparked my thinking happened around 2013 or so, but I, I had an episode that, that went down somewhat similar to uh, what I said in the intro, uh, which is, uh, uh, you know, somebody I dated just decided to end things with me and go back to an ex. And, you know, it's like getting dumped is no fun, no matter what circumstances it happens in, usually. You know, usually there's some residual bad feelings or, or whatever. And, and you know, this case was n no different. I mean, I wasn't that broken up about it. I mean, this was not someone that I had spent a long period of time with. It was just, uh, you know, you, you go out with someone a couple times and it's good and, and all that. And then, then it ends, you know, and 
so be it. I mean, that's life. That's that's what happens. Uh, but as it happened, this this person that I'm speaking about had a number of friends in common with me, and so I found out what happens after that because because a lot of times you know you get dumped. And that person goes on and they become like a, a blank slate from that point on. You don't know what's become of them or, or, or whatever. But in this case, I did. And what made it better was I was able to have this knowledge without having to be too close to the situation. <laughs> you know, like sometimes you see someone that you were with and they go on and they're happy and you're like, man, <laughs> you're you're maybe a little resentful, you know. But in this case, that was not the case. But what happened was, you know, uh, this person ended things with me, went back to an ex. And the ex uh, exhibited the same sort of questionable behavior that prompted the two of them ending their relationship with the first place. Well, uh, there was, uh, you know, some, uh, uh, some untruths happening, you know, and some, some deception happening and it was, it was a bad situation. So they split and now they, they're giving it a second go around and, and the same thing happened. And that was something that just sort of, lodged itself in the back of my brain and a lot of times I will have an idea because I'm a frustrated writer I always have been I, I, I was a writer before I got into radio and even before I became a musician I, I won an essay contest and this is a true story I won an essay contest when I was in the fourth grade and it was regarding the 1984 Summer Olympic Games, which were a few months away at that point in time. And uh, I won third prize, and the contest was sponsored by uh, Stewart Hall Stationery. And so they sent me this big box full of school supplies. And, you know, remember, I was 10, 10 years old, so... But they sent me this big box of school supplies. It was a bunch of notebooks and a bunch of pens and pencils and and stuff like that. And I, you know, I had school supplies for, I mean, that stuff in that box lasted me two or three years. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty cool. But I, I, I won this essay contest and I had always enjoyed writing. And, you know, the problem was I, I didn't really have the discipline that, being a writer requires, you know, and because a lot of times when you're a writer, you come out with the idea and then you put it down on paper or whatever. And then there's revision and there's editing and all that stuff. And the revision and editing and all that stuff didn't appeal to me. I wanted to, to furiously write the idea down and then chuck it out in the world and, you know, <laughs> When you're 10 years old, you don't really have a, an understanding of how actual jobs work, you know, because you've never done one at that age. And so as I got older, as I got older, I came to understand it a little better. But 
you know, the idea of sending out samples and stuff like that, it just was not a thing that I could get on board with. And, and so, you know, I continued to write, but not so much as like a freelancer, you know, like the idea of someone giving me an assignment. I didn't like that. It, it felt too much like school, <laughs> you know, it's like, that's what they do at school. They give you, they tell you, write something about this and then you have to do it. And there's a deadline and all that stuff. And it, this was the same kind of thing. And me, I, I was much happier writing about things that interested me. And so I began to devote a lot of my efforts that way into writing fiction. And I, 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 I wrote a book that ended up getting published and that was, that was fun. And that, that kind of overlapped with my beginning in, in radio because, uh, that was, you know, when I, when I first started working at Verstandig Media, I was part-time and I did overnights and I, I had a lot of free time, a lot of free time. I mean, I'm sitting here in the middle of the night. And so I, I had a, a, an idea for a story and I just scribbled it down on pieces of paper and I would collect a pile of these sheets of paper I would take them home and I would type them into Microsoft Word on my computer at home and after I mean it took a while it took about two years or so for me to to finish my novel but eventually I did and I was able to get it published and uh, this was through Amazon and it wasn't really like a, a case that where I wanted to like have a bestseller or whatever. I mean, it would have been nice and I mean, don't get me wrong, but for, for me it was as much because this was not something that I was sort of depending on, you know, to make my living. So it was like, uh, you know, it was just something I did for fun and, and, and that was great, you know, and, uh, it's something that I, I enjoyed. And then at some point after that, I discovered uh, thought catalog, thought catalogs, a website, they publish, uh, submissions from readers, you know, about any subject. And a lot of it is relationship stuff. And a lot of it is like horoscopes and stuff like that. And, when I had an idea that would end up filling a couple pages, like uh, the article I read to you today is just over a page long. It's not long. And I, I, I wrote, over the years, I wrote a bunch of stuff that was similar. And so I would send it in there and uh, had a couple of, articles published around 2014 and then they rejected a bunch of stuff they reject I, I wrote about four or five articles that got rejected and then they accepted a couple more and this one that i read you today was the last one i believe one of the last ones and after that i just kind of lost interest in it 
because that you know that's the problem you know you, you're not going to make a living at something that you do in such a fitful manner you know and that was i think you know in the early days what led me to realize that i get a lot more out of doing radio than i do out of freelance writing and i enjoy it a lot more and it's a lot more immediate and i can take a lot of those same skills of hatching an idea and seeing it through to conclusion and then putting it before an audience all in one day that i saw as a great challenge so that's just a little bit of uh of my background here um and my, my history uh I hope you enjoyed it. I know a lot of times these these episodes are these podcast episodes are, are very scattershot and I'm all over the place. So I try and I try not to plan them out too much because I kind of feel like on one hand uh, there's something to be said for the creative aspect of it, the spontaneity. And on the other, I think it becomes a little bit rote to just sort of you know, plan things out to the fourth decimal place. So I, I, I try and, and do it that way so that it's a little more interesting for you to listen to and it's a little more interesting for me to produce. Uh, but next time uh, we're going to get into traveling again. I'll tell you about um, my Indianapolis experience and we'll get into some details about that. But uh, I'm going to wrap up right now, but I want to say thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. Uh, when I record these things, I, n- I never really, I always think, you know, is anybody going to listen to this, let alone listen all the way through? And if you made it to this point, then you've listened all the way through. And I'm, I'm deeply grateful for that. So until next time, I'm just Bob signing off. Thanks. Have a good one.